Hello, hello. You're listening to The Leadership Woman with me, Jill Savile. And today, this is one of the weeks where it's just me. And I'm going to talk to you about a book that I think is quite fundamental to showing us the way the brain works. It's by David Rock, and it's called Your Brain at Work. I'm going through this book with a couple of groups at the moment, and the group tomorrow will probably be very grateful that I'm talking through the idea of a stage um, because, well, maybe they've already read it, but if you haven't already read it, you can listen to this. Before we start, if you've got a very strong visual imagination, then you can visualize the stage as I'm talking you through it, or get a pen and paper, or look at a, a picture of a stage, because I think that once you've gone through this, you won't forget it. As they say, a picture paints a thousand words. And what David Rock is doing is showing that there are five functions of the brain that make the majority of conscious thought. And he's keen for us to know just how our brain works. If we understand it better, then we can control it more. So five functions then that make the majority of conscious thought. So if you've got your pen and paper or if you've got your picture of this stage, then I want you to look at this stage and imagine that this is the place where all conscious thought happens. And it is a small stage. There's a limit to how many ideas, how many thoughts you can put on that stage at any one time. So this stage is the focus of your brain at any one time. And let's think about the first function then. This is quite a straightforward one. It's called memorize. Uh, so this would involve having these ideas as actors on the stage and if you can move them into the audience, which for the purposes of this, this is the inner world of your brain. This is your memory. The more you can put into the memory, then the more energy you save. Because another part of this stage is imagine the floodlights. Imagine the floodlights to actually light this stage and imagine that they're extremely far away so they need an awful lot of power a lot of energy in order to put light onto the stage that's to give you an indication of how much energy it takes to use this particular part of the brain so that was memorized then you get a few thoughts onto the stage and you move them into the audience memorize the second thing we'll look at then is the opposite of that. It's recall. We take something out of the audience. We take an idea from the audience, a thought, 
and we recall something and we put it onto our stage so that we look at it. And if you imagine that something in our recent past has been ideas in the front of the audience, they're quite easy to bring back up on the stage. But the things that are right at the back of the audience, maybe some dim and distant training course or podcast, that's harder to recall. The third thing is to understand. So understanding is, imagine you have new ideas, new thoughts that you put on that stage and you look at them. Those ideas you need to compare with what's already in your memory. What, what do you know already? And while you're searching through your memory, we've got these new ideas on the stage. And if we can find something that relates to it, then we begin to understand these new ideas. The fourth thing is decision. And making a decision, you probably are already aware that it's quite difficult at times to make a decision. Why? Because it's energy intensive for the brain. And we certainly can't make a decision when we've got a lot of choice on that stage. I remember going to a, a photographer and she took quite a lot of shots and she was very good at getting me to make a choice because she narrowed down the number of photos that she showed me at any one time and just told me to choose the best from those. So to make a decision, we want as few options as possible. For me, don't go into Subway. I, I just, it's a waste of my brain. Give me something ready-made. Put two, three ideas and compare them. Make value judgments of them. Make a decision. And you need a lot of energy. You need to be in a really good headspace to make a decision. This is why if you're doing any planning, if you're doing any prioritizing about your day or the day after, you need to do it while your brain has a lot of energy. Because prioritizing involves making a lot of decisions, comparing a lot of things and seeing what is more important than the other thing. While you're doing all of these things, of course, you can become derailed. You can lose your focus. You can forget what you were doing. There are actors in the wings. There are thoughts, ideas that decide to come onto the stage when you don't want them to come onto the stage. So you're trying to focus on oh, some work that you're doing and you think, oh, what am I going to have for lunch? Uh, I've forgotten to call so-and-so. I haven't recorded my podcast, all of these things come into your mind and you need to be able to push them to one side. I find it useful to have a pen and paper next to me when I'm trying to do some work that requires focus so that if there is a thought that comes into my mind, I write it down uh, and that relaxes my brain. It tells it, you don't have to remember that, I've written it down. So it, it doesn't come back. Now it takes a, a real amount of energy and effort to inhibit thoughts, to focus on what it is you need to do. 
And imagine then that there's a strong director of this play, of this stage. And it's the director's job to keep thoughts that don't keep actors that don't need to be on the stage in the wings to only focus on what the play should be about at any particular time. So this is the fifth function. It's to inhibit other thoughts. And this act of inhibiting takes a, a lot of energy. And in fact, once we've done it, then we've got less energy to do it again. So if we've refused to do something, if we've given something up, if we've uh, not chosen to eat the marshmallow for the first time, then the second time we try and do it, it's harder to deny ourselves. Why? Imagine a toy helicopter. The first time it flies into the sky and it's quite high. The second time you want it to do it, it doesn't fly as high. Why? Because the power's been reduced. So that's the fifth function of the brain, function of conscious thought. And it is the hardest thing to do. I run programs of positive intelligence and one of the main things that that is trying to do is to build up this mental muscle of this, this inhibitor so that we can focus on what it is we need to do. Just to recap then, there are five main functions of conscious thought. Memory, recall, understanding, decision-making, and inhibition. All of these conscious thought functions take massive amounts of energy. It needs constant recharging. If your brain gets tired and you get to the point where you can't think, this is why you have to go and take a break. You are human. We don't have unlimited amounts of brain power. And kicking yourself and forcing yourself to go on, that there is no point. You are just human like the rest of us. So I hope that that was useful, not only to the group that uh, we're looking at this chapter tomorrow, um, but for all of you, We all humans have brains and they all work in the same way. Thank you very much for listening to The Leadership Woman. Please click like and follow if you want to get a reminder. This comes out every Monday. Thanks a lot. Bye.